The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the seventh chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought him they brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. And then, looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. The pandemic has been compared to a foot race that began as a sprint and then turned into a 5K. And then we realized we were in a marathon. And now it has become an Ironman, a race where participants don't just run 26 miles, but also swim 2.4 miles and then bike another 112. It's exhausting. I imagine this is the kind of weariness Jesus was feeling when he left Galilee, where he had just been arguing with religious leaders. He just wanted to find a place where he could go unnoticed. But Mark tells us this wasn't possible. Word of the healings and the miracles that Jesus had done had gone before him and reached even the northern region of Tyre on the Mediterranean, the place we know today as Lebanon. And that's where the Syrian woman, a Gentile, not a Jew, found Jesus. Like the synagogue leader Jairus in Mark 5, who fell 
at Jesus' feet and begged repeatedly for his daughter to be made well. This Gentile woman bows down to Jesus and begs him to cast the demon out of her little daughter. But this time, we don't witness Jesus' compassion. He doesn't go with the woman to heal her daughter. Instead, he rebukes her, telling her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Anytime we diminish a person and call them names, we are failing to see that person as a holy, beloved child of God with all the dignity and worth that we each have. Hearing Jesus use this insult and turn his back on someone in need is uncomfortable. Many have tried to soften his words or find a way to excuse him, but there really isn't any acceptable explanation. His words are ugly, and he says them to make the woman go away. Ironically, Jesus has just been teaching about how evil comes from our hearts when he abruptly dismisses this woman. We can't know why he spoke the way that he did, whether it was because she was a woman or a Gentile, or if perhaps there was some other reason. But he provides a real-life example of what happens when our hearts are left unguarded. Our heartless words and actions inflict pain. Thankfully, the story doesn't end there. The woman doesn't leave, and she doesn't let Jesus off the hook. She has heard about the powerful acts that he has done in his ministry, and because she has heard the good news, she believes she and her daughter are included in God's kingdom. She doesn't argue that her daughter should come before the Jewish people, but that God's abundance is great enough for all who are in need. She is willing to receive a smaller portion of God's mercy and to believe it is enough. The woman's humility and her willingness demonstrate her faith that God's gracious actions are for her too. Something in her words opens Jesus' heart, and he is able to hear what the woman is saying. And after he listens, he tells her that she will find that the demon has left her daughter. One lesson we learn here is from the woman. Like the psalmists who lament to God, crying out because they are suffering, and then calling on God to be the God they have witnessed in history. She has witnessed what God has done in others' lives. So she calls on Jesus to share the abundance that God has provided, because she knows he can. God's love and mercy is for each and every one of us. 
The second lesson we learn is from Jesus. Their conversation shows us the importance of listening to those who we think don't belong. We all belong to God, and we all have value and worth in God's sight. Jesus shows us we can learn from those who come from outside our familiar traditions and places. Listening well is a spiritual practice. To listen well to another person's story without judgment or commentary, without advice giving, to listen for the feelings and themes of life that that person is sharing, to listen for faith, for the words of hope, healing, and opportunity, to listen for the story of the soul and for how the pieces fit together. This spiritual listening is a practice of listening for our connectedness, for our common ground, the deepest realities of which we are all a part. And when we listen well, we recognize that we are all members of one family, regardless of our differences, and we are one community. And it is in that listening that we open ourselves to transformation. The obvious transformation in this gospel is that the daughter's demon is cast out. But Jesus, too, is changed through this encounter with the woman. Now, we may be as uncomfortable with a Jesus who can change as with one who slanders. But this gospel witnesses to us how God's word works as it reaches people who desperately need to know they are not without hope. It witnesses to us how we need to guard our hearts so that we won't harden them against others. And it witnesses to us that it is possible to change how we think about people we have dismissed or turned away from how God works in all of us to God's glory. And that is good news. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for your son Jesus, who although without sin experienced all that we do in life and shows us the way to new life, full of grace and mercy. Thank you for showing up in people who are different from us and teaching us to listen well to their stories, recognizing how we are all one human family created and loved by you. Forgive us when we are hard-hearted. Transform us by your spirit that our eyes and our ears will be open to your presence in our lives. We pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.